1: I am Latricia, and with me today is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Latricia,
0: and hello out there, Difference Makers. We hope you guys are having a great year or have had a great 2019 thus far. And as the year closes, we're going to have a discussion about Kwanzaa, which is the base of our podcast. Latricia and I started this podcast after she inquired of how to implement the Kwanzaa principles. I told her she could do a podcast, (laughs) and a few days later, I told her I would join her. Latricia, why is Kwanzaa so important to you?
1: Kwanzaa is important to me because it really gives us an opportunity to go back to our roots and learn more about our culture and really to connect with each other. A lot of times we are so divided, but this is a good time to remember and focus on togetherness. I think it's so important that we understand that we are more alike than different. I just enjoy coming together, gathering with other black people.
0: As you were speaking, one thing that I have learned to appreciate more about Kwanzaa is it gives you a vision. I feel as we have a vision and a road map when we follow the Kwanzaa principles. I was on a Facebook group this morning and someone asked how can we impact the black community? And I shared our Principles in Action poster, which you can find on livingtheprinciples365.com. I shared the poster because it gives you an action plan. You want to work on finances? Look at cooperative economics. You want to impact what people call black on black crime, which is every Race normally hurts a person of that same race, then look at unity, so for me, I started to realize that Kwanzaa is not only a celebration it's also a solution.
1: It really is a solution, and when we follow these principles, it causes us to be more intentional to me the like you said, the basis of this podcast it really is about a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle change. Following these principles causes my life to be different. Even since we started this podcast and we have these principle challenges every episode and like you said, we had the challenge and action poster to actually go out and implement these things really is life changing. Not only does it affect your life, but it affects the lives of others, which is really what Kwanzaa is all about. If you think about when Kwanzaa first started and why it was started, it was started for the reason of coming together as a community and to empower Black people because of all of the social unrest that was going on back in the 1960s. It's impactful.
0: Yes, it is impactful. Speaking of impacts, and we spoke of principles, if you had to pick one principle as your favorite principle, what would it be?
1: Hmm. My favorite. I think I have two favorites, but since I can only pick one. Well, I'll pick two. Th- <laughs> <laughs> it's five more. <laughs> my favorite principles are unity and creativity. Those two are my favorite. But if I had to choose, I think unity trumps
0: yeah that's the glue unity is the glue when i think of that principle i think that's what hold us together no matter what principle we're practicing my two would be self-determination and creativity i'm very firm on believing that we have to define ourselves because we have define ourselves by others' view. I believe when you start to look at yourself differently as scientists and mathematicians and travelers instead of welfare queens and trap queens and booty shakers, because that's the message that is driven home of who we are. I believe once you start to define yourself, look back into who you are in history, that it'll change your outcome. It'll change your intentions or how intentional you are. It was just something that changed me once I started to learn different things about Black history across the world. So self-determination is very important to me. But my favorite is creativity because I believe creativity allows the message to sink in. I believe when you create a song artwork or make scraps from a quilt and do all these things it seeps into people's learning more so that's why i like creativity as well
1: and one of the things that i want to say about creativity is that we are all creative i used to think that i wasn't creative because I wasn't artsy, but creativity is so much more than that. And when I look at your creativity, I'm so fascinated by your creativity. Although your creativity is different than mine, I'm just fascinated by some of the things you come up with, like that poem that you came up with about where you're from, like the ideas that you have when you're putting on an event. It's just amazing what comes out of your head. And I'm like, wow, Phyllis is so creative. But we're all creative to a degree, although it's different.
0: I agree because you're very, some people don't like the word crafty, but that's the first word that comes to my mind. And I can barely distinguish colors. So <laughs> people are all creative in different ways.
1: Now, let's talk about how to celebrate Kwanzaa. I want to say, before we jump into that, that one, Kwanzaa is not a religious holiday. It's a cultural holiday. And two, it does not take the place of any holidays that you already celebrate. So if you celebrate Christmas, it doesn't take the place of Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, it doesn't take the place of Hanukkah. Kwanzaa is, in addition to, or... If it's your thing, instead of it just depends on how you roll. At my house, we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate Kwanzaa. What about you, Phyllis?
0: Well, as I stated in another podcast, where there is food, there's Phyllis. <laughs> so <laughs> I celebrate Christmas if somebody else is cooking, and most of the time I I participate in Kwanzaa celebrations. It's because There's a community event with food. I'm gonna be honest and admit
1: that. Speaking of food, one of the highlights of Kwanzaa is the feast that happens on the sixth night of Kwanzaa, where you come together in community and you experience this feast of all types of foods from different black cultures. You can have some Caribbean food, African food. African American food, whatever food you want to have. And it goes back to the harvest and the first fruits. So, some greens, some root vegetables, some meat. If you eat meat, I know many people are vegetarian or vegan, but anything that you want to eat. But remember to keep it cultural. Try to experience something cultural. So, I don't do anything on
0: my own. I'm single, I don't have any children. My family lives. Hundreds of miles away. But because of this podcast, I am considering attempting to do at least a challenge
1: in our
0: family group on Facebook or a phone call every morning. Share videos. I do want to introduce my family to celebrating it as well. And I think you spoke of Kwanzaa not taking away from your religious celebrations. I also want to say, before I participated in Kwanzaa, I had this image of people with white paint on their faces and barefoot with a feather, swinging it around and making noises to the ancestors. And I just had all these crazy pictures in my head because I assumed that people who celebrated were militant. And very awkward. I can't think of anything else. But when I went to my first celebration in 2013, I actually went because it was for business. There were different shades of black people. There were corporate black people. There were grassroots black people. There were militant black people. There were preachers. There were different religions. And if you are in an area that does have a Kwanzaa celebration, I encourage you to give it a try. Go in with a blank slate and give it a try. I second that.
1: And I want to say also that although this is a black holiday, you don't have to be black to celebrate Kwanzaa. Just like, I don't know if you celebrate Diwali. I know that Diwali seems like it has been pretty popular over here in America and If you're not Hindu and you celebrate it, or Cinco de Mayo, if you're not Hispanic and you celebrate Cinco de Mayo, it's the same thing. You can just come and be a partaker in this cultural event.
0: I went to a Kwanzaa celebration either last year or the year before, and there were a variety of cultures there. There were white people, Indians, Asians. I was pleasantly surprised that it was a diverse group.
1: I think that Kwanzaa has become mainstream. You hear more about it. I know even in school now, the children they're making the canaras with the candles, and when you go to the stores, Kwanzaa items are easier to find than before. I know whenever we started celebrating Kwanzaa, you couldn't find anything in a regular store. you had to go to an African shop or some type of black owned business, a bookstore, or something like that, in order to get it. But now you're able to get the symbols of Kwanzaa at different locations. So I think that it's pretty cool how it's becoming more mainstream. Let's talk about what's needed in order to celebrate Kwanzaa. If you want to celebrate Kwanzaa at home with your family, what do you need in order to celebrate Kwanzaa? So there are seven principles. There are seven symbols in seven days
0: one thing are the crops you may have seen it on um, postcards or a book where they have the corn out what's the purpose of that Patricia?
1: the purpose of the corn is to represent the children the children in your family so if you have three children then you put three ears of corn out for all three of your children if you have one child you put one ear of corn If you don't have any children, you still want to put ears of corn out because in the big scheme of things, I am our brother's keeper, so we're all responsible for the children in our community. Kwanzaa came from a Swahili term that means first fruits, so the crops represent the first fruits of the harvest, so you can have different fruits or different things that come out of the ground like yams and things like that
0: normally seen yams or an apple are the two things that I've seen.
1: This time of the year in the fall there's so much fruit and nuts that are plentiful so we usually just gather some fruits and nuts and put them in a woven bowl and sit them on the table. Now
0: in addition to the crops and the corn you also have a mat
1: Yep. You have a mat. You can make a mat yourself. You can make your own woven mat.
0: Okay. And that sounds very creative and fun.
1: Yeah. You can get your children to help too and educate them on Fonza.
0: This would take some time, but when I was in fifth grade, we had a shoebox and we cut the sides of it. We tied a pencil to one end of the yarn and we actually wove some of our favorite colors so i was thinking that would be something to do but the candle holder goes on the mat so you have to be careful i imagine correct
1: yes you have to be sure that you're watching the flames you can also use a cloth mat or a straw mat
0: the candle holder the candle holder also has seven candles
1: right there are seven candles Three red, three green, and one black. And if you want a tip on getting candles pretty reasonably priced, if you go to any store that sells candles, particularly like craft stores, the day after Christmas, they have all of the green and red stuff is usually on sale. I usually go to Hobby Lobby or Michaels or somewhere and purchase my candles the day after Christmas for the following year, so I always have an extra set of candles.
0: And, Latricia, how do you like the Kenora? Well, not the Kenora, you don't like the candle holder. But, <laughs> how do you like the candles? What's the procedure of lighting the candles on the Kenora?
1: On the first day of Kwanzaa, you light the black candle. Well, let's go back and talk about the seven candles. So there are seven candles. There are three red candles, three green candles, and one black candle. The black is for the people. The red is for the struggle. And the green is for the hope of the people. And what you do is you put the black candle in the center. You put the red candles on the left and the green candles go on the right. And each day, you alternate between lighting the candles. You light the black candle on the first day, then you go and you light a red candle, the second day, green third, red fourth, green fifth, red sixth, green seventh. But each day, you also relight the candle from the night before. Does that make sense?
0: It does. So at the end of... The Quanza celebration, you'll have all seven candles lit. Right. We spoke of corn crops, the mat candle holder. Then there's also the unity cup. I have never drank from the unity cup on a Quanza celebration. I always imagine back in the days when they used to do the blame cups. <laughs> but I'm not sure if you guys remember that. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Unity Cup?
1: The purpose of the Unity Cup is to symbolize unity in the family and the community. And it's also to pay homage to the ancestors and to remember them and honor them. Now, I totally support the contention of not drinking from a Unity Cup in a public setting because there's a lot of stuff that (laughs) goes (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that goes on out in, in the world, and we don't want to spread germs. But you don't have to necessarily drink from the cup. You can pour some out of the cup. What we do at our house, we celebrate at home. We have a plant on the table, and we will pour some out to the ancestors. And we also sip from the cup as a family.
0: Okay, so sort of like libation.
1: That's exactly what it is. That's exactly it.
0: So you can do that instead of sipping from the cup. Exactly. Okay. Any special cup or any guidelines for the cup? Is it a mason jar, the plastic cup? Like is there any way you should find a special cup?
1: I think you should find a special cup. I know we have a hand carved cup. We also have a, a hand carved canara. I know that everyone may not be able to either make things themselves or afford to make it. I think it's as special as you make it. You can purchase a hand-carved cup or you can hand carve your own cup. And you can also hand carve your own canara. So here's another DIY tip for a hand-carved canara. If you get three little pieces of wood and cut them different sizes, the bottom one longer, the second one a little shorter, the third one shorter, you can stack all seven of the candles on your own DIY Kanara, and it probably won't cost more than $2. Okay. And if you're really crafty, you can paint it.
0: And last, but definitely not least, are the gifts.
1: Kwanzaa is not about commercialization, so please don't make it about the gifts. The gifts are generally for the children, and they are either homemade, handmade, or educational. So you can get books, flashcards, make beaded bracelets, or you can go and purchase something from maybe a Black-owned business who does handmade items, keeping in mind that one of the principles of WANZA is cooperative economics. So you will be able to bless two birds with one stone.
0: And what I also think about with gifts is edible gifts. If you're making things, you can make something along those lines, a gingerbread house or something that the person could, Still enjoy. What do you think about that, Latricia?
1: Oh, I love that idea. I love the idea of like a gingerbread house or gingerbread cookies, or yeah, making something.
0: And you know what else I would personally like? I would like uh, coupons, like a I owe you. I owe you one load of laundry, or something that's not tangible, but still. Very helpful, and they could the person could probably make a coupon, create their own coupon for ways to serve that other person.
1: Yeah, a little coupon book, a handmade coupon book. Children love when their parents do things for them. Can you imagine cashing in? I'll clean your room for one week.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Dishes on me. You don't have to do the dishes today. Yeah, and I think it's good for everyone to be able to receive. And not just with gifts. So, yeah.
1: Those are the seven symbols of Kwanzaa. And each night you talk about a principle. You can do something related to the principle. You can have poetry. You can have drumming. I know sometimes at our house, we have an African drum and we'll beat on the drum or we'll have poetry. We'll read different stories related to black history. Just something fun, something creative. It's not, it's educational, but at the same time, it's fun. So it can be like edutainment, keeping it edutainment. lively. I like it. And if you don't want to do it at home, like Phyllis said, look in your community for Kwanzaa celebrations. They are all over the country. You can find lovely gatherings. And in fact, a community celebration is probably the best thing to do if you're just now getting started and you're not sure if you're really interested in Kwanzaa, you can go to a community celebration and see if this is even something that you want to do.
0: Patricia, that sounds like the principal challenge.
1: Yes, Phyllis, it is the principal challenge.
0: Principal challenge. Live them out.
1: Our principal challenge for today is to find a Kwanzaa celebration in or around your area and go check it out. And if you check it out, use the hashtag LTP so we can know how you celebrated Kwanza this year. I
0: think that is awesome.
1: Well we've talked about kwanzaa
0: which has seven principles unity, self-determination, collective work and responsibility cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. We want you to now open your mind, hearts, and ears for our next section, Spread the Good News. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles, we spread the good news. Our first good news related to Kwanzaa It's the Kwanzaa Crawl. The Kwanzaa Crawl is a one-day event that brings people of the African diaspora together to support black-owned businesses in their communities. It's headed into their fourth annual year. They've expanded from 17 black-owned businesses in Brooklyn to over 30 businesses in Brooklyn. Last year, the Kwanzaa Crawl raised over a quarter of a million dollars for those businesses. This was created by Sisters Carrie and Crystal. The event is the extension of their organization, Operation Mobilize, a community based resource for people of color, providing actionable strategies to counter the political and economic effects of oppression. You can learn more about the Quanza Crawl by visiting kwanzaacrawl.com and participating this year. Our second good news is about the Kwanzaa Yoga Challenge. The Kwanzaa Yoga Challenge takes place each year from December 26th to January 1st. The first challenge began December 2016. It was created by Black Minds and Meditation founder, Daphne Fuller. The purpose of the challenge is to educate individuals of the principle of Kwanzaa, the practices of yoga, spotlight black-owned businesses, and inspire the development of mental, emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual health collectively. If you would like to participate in the Kwanzaa Yoga Challenge, please visit Black Minds in Meditation website or Facebook page. Our last news comes from living the principles living the principles 365.com is our website we even have a shop we'll be featuring kwanzaa shirts for this season they'll include cooperative economics creativity and more so we encourage you to visit living the principles 365.com to buy your Kwanzaa apparel. That concludes our good news. Latricia, we've given them a feast of information on Kwanzaa and also some information concerning good news occurring in the Kwanzaa Ram. I know you have a soul snack. We're ready to chop on
1: it. Our soul snack today comes from an African proverb that says, To go back to tradition is the first step forward. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities.
0: Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.